About six weeks ago, we interviewed Minnesota State Senator Dr. Scott Jensen. Our interview ended up going just, I mean, super viral because he said he was basically being influenced as a doctor on how he should be filling out death certificates concerning COVID-19 deaths, essentially suggesting that the number of COVID deaths in Minnesota were being inflated. In fact, our interview went so viral that my tweet about the video was on the front page of the New York Times just this past Sunday. And then today on the Minnesota COVID-19 daily conference call, the Minnesota Department of Health Infectious Disease Director Chris Erisman talked about how they are now changing how the deaths will be calculated. Please listen closely to what she has to say because this is a very, very big deal. We're also including information on probable deaths. Deaths reported on the website include deaths for those who have died from COVID-19. We know they had COVID-19 because there was a positive test result to confirm this. There have been some instances where a death certificate lists COVID-19 as the cause of death, but we do not have a positive lab test to confirm this. Those deaths are now being counted as probable COVID-19 deaths, and this number will be listed separately on the website. Join us now on the 702 Communications line is Minnesota State Senator Dr. Scott Jensen. Dr. Jensen, welcome back to Point of View. It's great to have you with us, sir. I want to read just a little bit more from that clip there that you just heard, sir, and then get your reaction. She says, and I'm quoting, there are some instances where a death certificate lists COVID-19 as the cause of death, but we don't have a positive lab test to confirm this. You've been right all along. What say you? Well, thank you for having me. And uh, this speaks well of Minnesota Department of Health. They say, okay, we get it. It's been confusing. And they've seen that Pennsylvania has had 200 COVID-19 deaths pulled from their count because the coroner's pushed back. We've also seen New York step forward and say they wanted to add 3,700 onto their 7,000 in one day. So it's time for some consistency and it feels good to be vindicated. But, but, but what I wanna get at, sir, is this. You and I have talked about, look, death is eternal. So what's the rush? If there was no lab test to confirm this, what's the rush? Why misconstrue the number of COVID deaths in the state of Minnesota? That's a very good question, Chris. And we have the ability to go ahead and swab a throat or a nose or get a test and run it later. We know that. The fact of the matter is, unfortunately, that's often the case with rape kits when they're filled out in emergency rooms. We have hundreds and hundreds of rape kits that were completed appropriately, but then filed away and never run. And we've tried to address that in the legislature. So we know we could do this. My stars, if we come upon someone who's been passed away in an apartment, there's no reason why we couldn't swab the throat and the nose so that we could get more information later. But it doesn't really answer my question as to why. Why the rush? Why did Minnesota rush this to give what I think many is going to perceive now as inaccurate? I mean, you're talking about death, sir. This isn't like, oh, you had, you know, mis misconstrued of the flu. This is, this is the final situation here. So wh why rush it? You probably have to talk to the commissioner, but I think that quite frankly, there's a certain urgency to keep up with what other states are doing. And the CDC came out with some very muddled advice. And the documentation from the CDC was in conflict that had come out with documentation on March 25th, clearly identifying that U07.1 should be used for laboratory tests confirm COVID-19 and U07.2 should be used for 
CDC documentation flew in the face of that. I think the Department of Health in Minnesota got a little trapped, and I appreciate the fact that they're saying, hey, we're going to take a step back and do it the right way. So let me ask you this. Should the state of Minnesota and their COVID-19 deaths be audited at some point by somebody? I think that probably every state should have their COVID-19 death certificates audited in part because there is going to be substantial impact of that data as we look to potentially a second or a third wave. How are we going to prepare? What do the numbers really show? How can we compare apples to apples? And even on the funding side of the equation, we've already had New Jersey with its two U.S. senators and one of its congressmen cry follow because they want more of the federal dollars because they feel they have had more COVID-19 disease. And if they look at the number of dollars that they've received per case versus the number of dollars Minnesota or Nebraska has received, they don't think they're getting enough. So uh -huh. this is going to have impact. So some sort of audit will probably be in order. Well, I hope that you will lead that charge, sir, to make sure that this thing is done accurately. Last question, I got about 45 to 60 seconds left. I want to get your reaction to what you heard there from uh, the leader of the Upper Midwest Law Center. I asked him essentially, sounds to me like these executive orders are shams. And he basically said, for all you know, purposes, Chris, yeah, they are. What say you? Well, we just had a discussion on that with the Senate caucus tonight in the, with the Republicans, and we are concerned about that. We think sometimes they're an overreach. If you look at the executive order that allowed, or if you will, where Governor Walls compelled the Department of Health to send out addresses to more than 500 law enforcement agencies around the state of Minnesota of any household that had active COVID-19 disease. The basis for this being that this would allow first responders to be protected, but that's fallacious reasoning because quite frankly, first responders need to walk into every house they go to expecting the worst, prepared for the worst, hoping for the best. And just because an address isn't listed doesn't mean that household doesn't have COVID-19. For heaven's sakes, we know that for every documented case, there's probably 10 to 100 more. So I think these executive orders are sometimes put together pretty rapidly and we, we should have our church leaders, they should be pushing back because quite frankly, people should be able to go to their churches, their synagogues, their mosques, and they should be able to worship. If they can abide by the social distancing as put out by CDC, they certainly should be able to do that. Yeah. They'll, they'll find much bigger crowd in the plumbing aisle in Home right. Depot than they will in a church. That, that, that's the most shocking piece of this to me is we aren't seeing more faith leaders stand up and go, wait a second here, wait, wait, wait a second. I think that's what they, that's their, in my opinion, they need to do more of that. Dr. Scott Jensen, Minnesota State Center, thanks for your time and your insights, sir. We'd love to have you back, okay? Thank you, Chris. Keep up the great work. All right, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to get to your points of view. Plus, Steve Hallstrom is going to join us. And as always, please share yes and this. Coming up next Wednesday, 7-15 on Facebook Live, we're going to have a Fargo City Commissioner candidate form. We'll tell you more about that in the coming days. And please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.